0: Shafee. Shafee, are you
1: there?
2: <laughs> Night has fallen once again the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas, the birds on Build the Landlord's Bird Feeder have all vacated and gone home. The reason that I can tell you that is because we are having a rare recording of the podcast like back in the old days where Matthew and I are two different in t- two different locations. Matthew is at home and I am also at home, not far from Build a Landlord's Bird Feeder. Because I have spent the last day, 10, 10 days wrestling with the COVID virus, but uh, plenty more on that later, and uh, plenty of favorite fan favorites, and, uh, and all the stuff that you know and love about One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular, episode 136, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, I could be mistaken uh but before we get into all that let's uh, say hi to our old friend uh the pride of tarzana california the martini steaker and the mozzarella staker. not roy matthew Rampey.
0: oh put me in coach i'm ready to cast today put me in coach i'm ready to cast this ass, look at me, I can be podcasting. Put me in, Shafe. I'm ready for it. Hey, man, I gotta tell you, right off the bat here, this back porch is a lonely without you. There's this empty chair here, and there's gloaming... In the sky that you can't see. Uh, I love and, a good gloaming. Oh, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, we did it this way for so long. I feel like there's like a metaphor for human evolution here or something, but we did it this way for so long. And when I mean, we, we literally recorded like 80 podcasts remotely. We were not in the same room. And I remember very well, the first cast we we did it at Manisha's house where we were together in the same room. And immediately we were like, Oh, that was different, you know, because we're able to sort of, you know, see each other's body language and, and just feel the vibes in a different way that it's just not the same on, on a video screen. And I think, and then and that's a, a bigger, like societal thing that we've all learned too is like, We conducted our business uh, on Zoom for so long. And then now that we're back together, we realize that Zoom is a poor facsimile for interaction and human life. But I'm glad that we have it because like you said, you tested positive for the COVID virus and you a week later are continuing to test positive. And so out of an abundance of caution, we are doing it the old way.
2: It uh, it does feel very different, and uh, it's it's just yeah face. There's no substitute for face to face.
0: Well, I miss you, buddy. There was we're also a week off because we were supposed to record last week, and you said, "Well, I've tested positive for COVID," right? That was how it happened wasn't it that is how we got a week off isn't it that's correct well i'm glad to talk to you how are you feeling
2: uh i'm feeling much better uh i've still got a little bit of a lingering cough um but and also a little spacey have you heard about this covid brain thing yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah I think I've definitely got that. And, and I, it's something that I don't notice when I'm by myself. But when I'm having a conversation with somebody else, I realize that I have to stop and pause and think about what I'm saying. It's more something we very rarely do on this show.
0: Yeah. Now, let me ask you, Shafe. Um, do you think your average One Magical Hour listener um, is going to pick up on that? He's going to notice? Did yeah, you say, I don't know. Did you, say, did you say the name of the podcast in the opening today? I don't think you did. I did, yeah. Oh, okay, good, good, good.
2: Before I said episode um, 136.
0: Yeah, one magical... Right, all right, all right. right. Um, well, so far, I can't tell. You seem sharp as a tack. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I say the name, and sometimes I don't. Yeah, it, it's fine. Anybody who's listening to this knows what they're listening to. Nobody's stumbling upon this going, "What Now, what am I listening what to What is again? this again? What is this awesome... Amazing show, full of very interesting takes, and lots of some hot takes. We're, Schaefer, I don't know if you remember this, but we're the we're a new horizon in American media entertainment. All this,
2: all this community comedy and comfort—more than I even really know what to do with.
0: Sometimes you get so comfortable here that you might just doze off, which is how a lot of people listen to the show <laughs> in, a, in a state of repose. <laughs> um okay let's let's start the show we got we have a lot to get to i think right yeah don't you have a lot to talk about
2: yeah I and mean, there's one big super exciting thing on our on our show sheet that i guess qualifies as matthew's minutiae but uh uh maybe first do we need an update on the cardinals and the and the red Hots. yeah
0: yeah Sure. Where? Gee, where were we last? I feel like a lot has happened since we saw you last. The Cardinals um, switched to kid pitch. Actually, we had twelve days off with the Cardinals, um, uh, and and then we switched to kid pitch, and we we dropped a game to uh, to the Marlins. Just from walking every single player. Yeah, well, the actually the Marlins' first pitcher, you can't really play a kid more than two consecutive innings in a position. So the first two innings, the Marlins' first pitcher was good and our kids were just swinging at everything and, you know, yeah, yeah, we for the first time we had like three up, three down two innings in a row. Um the Marlins the Marlins bested us 5 to 1. Um the the coaches not not so much the players not the kids the coaches are still stinging from the loss. Uh, we were strategizing today uh, about what to do going forward. We one of, and then one of the coaches tested positive for COVID this afternoon, so we're down a coach for the our game against the Rangers at noon tomorrow. But uh, the Red Hots had a marquee victory, a signature win over the Lake Travis Youth. Lake Travis Youth Association 10 and Under Rattlers. And so that was a that was an away game. We drove out to Bee Caves.
2: Red Hut beats Rattler.
0: Out, on, out on 71. And uh, my car got hit by another car in the parking lot at that game. Whoa. So that was yeah, that was exciting. And um, Yeah, things are going great with that, but you know i am a am a little bummed about losing a coach and a player to the virus so we'll, we'll see how tomorrow goes without them Shafi, you're missing it right now but the the transit's about to come by uh I'll, I'll tell him you said hi okay thanks it's not the truck it's the train
2: i could tell just by the way it sounded
0: yeah, that, those definitely sound different. That it was trained, not trained. So, um, I feel like this is just going to devolve into all Matthew's minutia. Do, are you feeling like that? Uh, I think there are a lot of people out there who would
2: be entirely happy with it.
0: Okay, well, here we go. Um, first thing, like, it's a happy Earth Day, and I've been really busy, but, like, all day on Google Home, they've been showing you pictures of what the Earth used to look like 20 years ago and what it looks like now in certain spots and it's really depressing we're destroying the planet that's matthew's minutia number one which doesn't really seem like matthew's minutia. that seems to be like a common problem but um anyway here's some matthew's minutiae shafee do you ever have anybody in your life that you've met on oh i don't know hundreds of occasions and they never seem to remember your name
2: uh, yeah, I know, I know the kind of person you're talking about. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, suppose, well, it's I think actually... I've
2: also been that person, unfortunately. I don't think. Okay. I've
0: uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I've been that person too before. So right. I need to have a little more tolerance. There's, the, there's a parent, a uh, uh, an elementary school parent. He's actually the dad of the big personality from the, uh, middle school drama episode. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, um, I, in the last five, six years, I've probably met this guy on 20 occasions. No joke. And as recently as my daughter's birthday in mid-March, it's April 22nd. Um, and I put my, so it was the Brentwood talent show tonight, which is really a spectacle. Um, of course, we haven't had it in, um, you know. It's it's been three years because of COVID. Two years off, and um, and then it was actually outdoors. It was at the it was the McCallum Hillside Theater, uh, which is really nice. McCallum Theater Department got like all this money from uh, their parents to build this Hillside Theater during COVID, so that they could continue to do theater productions. And um, oh, there's a the robot. And I, I actually, I put my chair absentmindedly down, and this guy, that this guy is sitting next to me, that I've, I, you know, I know his name.
2: <laughs> um, we won't actually use it here.
0: And he looks at me, and he goes, "You look so familiar. Did I, did I meet you at a birthday party recently?" <laughs> and I had to once again tell this guy who I am. And, um, he was like, oh, we've, been, I've, we've been going to so many birthday parties.
2: <laughs> I think, I think that that's a legitimate excuse. Um,
0: I, I mean, I think, I think that some people just don't prioritize that. The whole beef know?
2: with your daughter thing should, uh, maybe, uh... uh,
0: yeah. And then I was like, I'm so-and-so's dad, <laughs> you know, I and mean, then anyway, it's fine. Um, Brentwood Talent show is something to behold now let me say this I think Brentwood is a neighborhood and a school who's filled with parents that are like creative types you know. I think there's lots of ex rockers around here and I think there there's um, just a lot of like artists and scientists and there's a bunch of interesting kids. And man, the talent show it, it was scheduled 5:30 to 9, which it usually does go 3 plus hours, but tonight it didn't quite go that long. And I just want to give one magical hour, one magical nation, one magical universe. I just want to share the um I pretty I took a note on on pretty much all of the of the acts here or or and I mean just like I just want to give you the range of the I'm acts here, and then hi- highlight a few okay you know they start with the youngest kids and in the past they've had like four or five curated acts to sh- to start the show they didn't do this that this year I think, again, partially because they were just kind of restarting the process. But in the past, there's been like full bands that would play at the start of the show. Um, Didn't do that this year. So they got right into (laughs) right into the the this kid must might have been pre-K. We got four pre-K four at the school. But the first act was a ninja dance. He was just like doing martial arts to this to music and doing these punches and kicks and man everybody fell out on that one.
2: Yeah, I was going to say he already gets my vote for winner.
0: It was it was, a, it, was good. It, it really got it really set it off nicely, I got to say. It set uh, like the level of ex- expectation and excitement pretty high. Okay. And then I'm going to I'm going to go through these I'm going to go. Wait, with, what uh, what was the song that he danced to? Oh man, it was. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It might have been from like Kung Fu Panda or something. It was some kind of like Asian themed kids' song. I wonder because uh, because
2: Lil Shafi is really into the soundtrack to the Lego Ninjago show, mm. which is like
0: it, it might have been pulled right from that it's sort
2: of electronic. And sort of dance and uh Yeah. But very uh yeah, I wonder that's that's immediately what I imagined. Because I've actually watched Shafi Ninja Dance to that music.
0: Okay. That was great. Oh my Ninja
2: Dance and it's sweeping the nation.
0: Yeah, so the the range of acts are is incredible and as evidenced by it started with Ninja Dance okay so the next act was an Allison Krauss song sung with accompaniment this is a kindergarten love love Allison Krauss yeah um sung with accompaniment yeah and uh, th- th- that comes into play later the next was a th- there's a ton of dance routines dance routine is is number one genre genre, um. The next was a dance to "Freedom of Choice." It's like a punk song. Who sings that? No idea. It's Devo. It's a it was a Devo song, "Freedom of Choice." Hold on, I, I'll I'll play it for you. Let, 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 let me just make sure that this is the right song. You know, I learned from recently from playing Chuck Jug that you got to turn the volume down. For, until you can skip the ads when you're playing like a YouTube video. Let's see.
2: Pretty sure it's this song. I like Devo a lot, but I kind of have a blind spot. You know, I, kn- I know Whip It.
0: You're, you're, you're going to recognize this.
2: I've never had a Devo record in my life. Can you hear that? Yes, I can.
0: So the, these are kindergarten girls dancing to the this. <laughs> That's the second act. Okay, are you ready for this? This is like it's already so good, right? Yeah. You 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 so regret missing it. I wish, dude. If I, you should have come. Did you but tell if us obviously what Elsa Strauss
2: song she sang?
0: I don't know, man. I tell you, I was taking these notes, and I felt bad because I was taking my phone out, like between or at the start of every act oh, yeah, and cool. i'm sure people thought i was texting so i was really it was just the most scant notation gotcha if i knew the song i tried to write it down now okay okay dude the next one at this one when my daughter asked what was like the best one and you know the, i said this one it was a uh, a kindergarten boy and he did the scene from Napoleon Dynamite where he gets up and dances. You know, it's like a Jamiroquai <laughs> song, and it's got he had a he had a white shirt on, and they had done in tape. It said "Vote for Pedro" in like red tape on it. Uh, that was fantastic. And then there was some. We're getting a little, little quicker here. There was some rhythm gymnastics after that. That's with the that's dance and gymnastics, but with the ribbon. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. And then there was a there was a number of comedy acts. Ooh. There was a stand-up act, uh, probably maybe a first grader, maybe a kindergartner, or some funny stuff, maybe some original stuff. I, you know, I, I, I some stuff. that were his age some, group, anyway. For
2: his what? Some stuff that spoke to his age group reflected well, the, uh, trial and tribulation. I,
0: I'm, I'm saying that i think that he both had some some jokes that he heard and i also think he wrote a couple jokes cool um there then there was a piano recital i can't tell you the track um then there was a gymnastic dance then there was another comedy act then there was a dance recital uh, then there was a dance recital with boys like a group of seven boys they got up and did like a boy band kind of dance recital.
2: Seven saucy little tots.
0: Yeah, dude. I was, I was, but like maybe we're into the second grade now. Okay, first grade, second grade. Um, then there was another dance recital. <sighs> then there, then there, then a girl got up and did Katy Perry's fight song. Wait, I think that's a Katy Perry song. Fight song. This is my light song yeah. cause You know that song? Yep. Yeah, and she was good And and then that one was with accompaniment But not with the lyrics Like the Alison Krauss song was basically The Alison Krauss song in the background That one was the accompaniment with the lyrics Then there was another stand-up act And some of these stand-up acts were Not too shabby, I have to say A lot of original material Then there was a violin concerto and then there Do some you remember any jokes joke specifically?
2: I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you did, I would be very curious.
0: Yeah, I want to tell you one that it didn't hit right, but it was original. And so I'm giving them a big creds on this. It was, um, I think it went like this. Do you know why the alligator was... So good at finding his way. No, I don't. Cause he was also a navigator. Uh-
1: Boom!
0: Yeah, that's wait, wait. Where's where's
2: where's the robot when you need him? That's that's not funny, but it is kind of delightfully weird.
0: Yeah, it was weird. Good times. Um, and then there was where were we? Then there was a magician. I felt bad for the magician. It's very windy tonight. And it was very windy at the Hillside Theater. And like he had some props that were just flying in the wind. Like he had like a kind of a three-card Monty with cups. And he had like a like a foam ball, you know, and the ball was just rolling everywhere. So that that was tough. But he had a great attitude. He his energy really brought you into it. Then there was some riddles. Two girls got up and told some riddles. And they were also sort of original material, and they were real, real stumpers. They were real Zen koans, because really they didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, And there was some debate on the veracity of them, just generally. Interesting. (laughs) Then there was some rock guitar, the Star Spangled Banner.
2: Ah, nice. Although Jimi Hendrix, it would work.
0: Well, you know, and I heard one of the dads say, Oh, some Jimmy. But uh, the kid didn't quite hit it like Jimmy. (laughs) He was hitting it more like a recital, he was getting the notes. And then I liked it at the end. This kid had his cap on backwards and he had long hair. And at the end, he he got up in the mic and he said, Play ball. (laughs) And then. There was a piano recital and this was the sibling, the older sibling of the Napoleon Dynamite kid. And she played some music from the Star Wars universe on the on the piano the Cantina band theme. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull that up on YouTube real. Quick.
2: Everybody real quick. loves the Cantina band. It goes
0: it's like song by John
1: Williams.
0: Oh, you, oh, you just know it, huh? I had, I had to wait, I had to wait until she started playing to be like, oh, I, I, I should know that, right? Yeah, that's it. She nailed it, and everybody was cool. Those parents are, those parents are obviously raising their kids right. You know what I mean? They got, they got two superstars there doing doing stuff from movies I think there's something to be, I, mean, I think there's something on. to be said for not peeking too early who doesn't like doing stuff from movies boy that could be misconstrued
2: <laughs> um, don't uh, if you spend if you spend your whole life uh chasing after that feeling of being on top at in third grade uh, that can, uh,
0: that's what happened to me like you yeah. cause some problems yeah, that's what happened to me, bro. I, I was I was on top of the world in third grade, and it it has been a downhill slide from here, as evidenced by the podcast. <laughs> okay, come on, soldiering on. Everybody, listen. I, I really think that I really think that myself effacing comments about our podcast is. It's popular with the listeners. I don't. I think. I don't know either.
2: It's it's very it's a very common thing. I think for podcasts of this kind to uh, to efface themselves. So I uh, yeah. It, is it? It's, and I think it's a, a common kind of see, that makes me, for people of our age group.
0: That makes me want to swing the other way and just be self-aggrandizing all the way. Yeah, just I be like, it'll, go it'll go I,
2: really annoying really fast.
0: Just like blindly self-aggrandizing, paying no attention to the actual like quality or popularity. That seems very Trumpian to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Sorry to not do that. Okay. I was just listening to the dollop on Steven Seagal. Oh. Do do yourself a favor and listen to the three I've only listened to the first part, the three part dollop on Steven Seagal. Seagal wrote the book on like or, or maybe Trump wrote the book before, but like they that they're they are peas in a pod. In terms of like there's a there's like a mentality of like you just tell people that you, you are this thing or you do this thing and you like you convince yourself so heavily that like Uh, you know, it becomes reality. And then, usually... (laughs) If you could pull it off, that seems like a good quality to have. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know. Um,
2: Better than sitting around and waiting for everybody else's approval.
0: Well, yeah, but there's a fine line between... Like showing the world who you are and lying to the world about yeah, who you they, are. Yeah, You know, Se- Seagal was saying he's an ex CIA agent and all this crazy shit.
2: You know. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's that's hilarious.
0: Oh, you l- l- listen to the episodes.
2: I uh, get into you know Trump kind of lying. We're just irrational. Just be like, hey, you know.
0: Oh, it's 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 cray. I want you to listen to that so we can discuss it here on the podcast. Okay. Do you ever listen to the dollop?
2: I do not. No, I'll give it a shot. Okay.
0: I, I really, I love those guys. And, um, they do a lot of really well-researched, in-depth American history talk. And and then sometimes they do something like, they do something really contemporary, like Steven Seagal, or The Coors Family was an interesting one, or, uh... Oh, what's another really contemporary thing? What did, did you learn
2: about the Coors family? Are they uh, oh, the Coors family? Were
0: horrible! Oh, they were horrible. Like I, I hate to disparage my fellow German immigrants that way, but they they were they were awful. They they were insane, and they treated people poorly. And you know, I, I, I will say uh, <laughs> through all those American history podcasts and all the stories that they tell. Um, It's funny how alcoholism is a (laughs) is a a, quite a theme in American history. Like there are all these incidents from American history where you realize that everybody participating was just drunk. Like Harper's Ferry, the whole um, you know, what's a really great one is John Brown abolitionist. John Brown was an abolitionist in this country, and there's this thing called the Kansas Massacre. Uh, that you know he was involved in he he was a guy who wasn't gonna let like states rights or whatever like um you know he, he was he was at an abolitionist but not a pacifist and this was at a time when people viewed abolitionists as kind of wussies you know and he 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 believed in what he said, and he and he took it to him. That's an that's a whole other podcast for us t, to discuss. Let me let me let me get through this list, or or, or we're never gonna get. Can you hear the plane overhead? I sure can. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Okay, big city folks. Where were we? Okay, we were at the magician. Okay, so then right after the magician, my friend was. An excellent rendition of Chug Jug with you. Fantastic. Shocker. Number one victory royale. Yeah, Chug Jug. We're about to get down. Okay.
2: The national phenomenon that we broke on this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was big. Wait, did I already say Chug Jug? I don't know. Oh, you know what? I had skipped that one. I didn't I didn't talk about it. Then there was another piano recital. And it was Moonlight Sonata. Lovely. Then there was a disastrous act. that was card magic. And this kid actually had like a. An angled sort of little platform that he could lay the cards out on. But man, it was so windy. It just started blowing the cards. And then Mr. Geyser, the the. Brentwood National Treasure, who's actually retired now, who had come back to MC the talent show. He had always done it in the past. Um, he like tried to block the, the win from the card magic, and I don't. It never really. It was tough. I felt bad for that kid. I don't know. Then, then there was a singing act that was acapella, and the kid held everybody's attention. It was awesome. I, I can't tell you the song. It was a song I did not know. Huh. Then there was a musical skit. It was something about a duck at a lemonade stand. Then there was some modern dance. And then a, a kid sang Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Timely. And then, then my kids, like, my daughter came to me and she was like, Dad, can you get my water bottle out of the car? And... Like, I was having to kind of regulate Griffin and his friends. I went over to him and I was like, Hey, guys, this is a talent show, not a wrestling event. Okay. <laughs> Everybody needs to calm down and keep your hands to yourself. Right. And there's that whole thing. And then, um, then these two kids got up and they were wearing these like jersey type shirts that were like full on Cheetos prince thing and they did a rap pretty sure an original rap that was like pro cheetos wow and the hook and the hook was like don't eat Doritos, don't eat doritos don't eat doritos don't eat doritos and then they had all these lyrics that were totally pro cheetos and then there was a a dance recital solo to that Sia song, Cheap Thrills, which I know I've parodied before on this, on the talk, like early on i parodied the Cheap Thrills. Come on, come on, put the radio on, it's Friday night. I think it's Sia. Yeah. It was really good. And then there started to be more chaos. My daughter came to me and she was like, Dad, the fifth grader started getting up. She was like, Dad, I need your phone. I want to video these next couple acts. I was like, okay. And so then there was a <clears throat> there was a well a well uh, rehearsed act, and it was like they were dressed in squid costumes. These two girls, and they did this song that I'm pretty sure was like from the SpongeBob SquarePants universe, and they and they danced to it and had this really interesting choreography to it. Yeah. And then there was like another like there was another dance recital or two. Then we're getting down to like the last couple of acts and griffin runs over to me and he's like dad charlie wants charlie doesn't have anybody to dance with and he wants me to go on stage with him can i you know, first thing charlie is a fifth grader uh-huh. my son is a second charlie's been in isabel's class from time to time he's one of the kids that rules the school and i was like bud you didn't practice or anything like don't don't get on stage." And he like runs away, and then I see him talking to the, Mr. Geyser, the MC. And he, Mr. I see Mr. Geyser's like, you know, looking in the crowd. And Griffin runs back over to me. He's like, "Dad, Mr. Geyser just needs to know if it's okay." And I like, <laughs> I like walk over there and I give Mr. Geyser the thumbs up. And Griffin totally gets on stage with these two fifth graders for another rendition of Chug Jug. <laughs> And there's Dylan S. is doing the – he's on the mic doing the lyrics. And Griffin and Charlie basically, like, do Fortnite dances in the back. (laughs) And Griffin's just, like, taking his lead from Charlie. And um, and they were doing Fortnite dances. And then they did some coordinated cartwheels. And he totally rocked it. And, like, everybody was digging it. So – it was a big night. It was a big night for Rampy Jeans and the Performative gene, really.
2: Totally. If you know what to Griffin for giving us a a little climax to that story.
0: I know that most people thought that story was going nowhere.
2: I did not I did not realize that your offspring was going to take the stage with coordinated cartwheels, no
0: but I mean are you surprised?
2: No, of course not. Not one not for one second.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's that's there's Matthew's minutia for Earth Day. Oh, what? dude, again, it's a it's an auspicious number. It's four twenty-two twenty-two. Those double twenty-twos. We're always we're always podcasting on an auspicious number. Can you hear me over the crickets?
2: I can. I can hear the cricket, but uh, I can also hear you.
0: I was trying to run those guys off before the show here. So, Shafee, please, you talk for a minute. <laughs> uh, I want to I,
2: I look at this Earth Day uh, Google thing that you're talking about.
0: Well, I, I've been on and off the Google Home page all day. Let's see, right now. Oh, right now there's like a time lapse.
2: Hmm. You see that? Uh, Send me the link, you know.
0: Well, just go to Google Home. Just go to the Google Home page. All day they've had like a split screen picture, and it's like 2,000. 2020. Oh, in 2000 there was snow. In 2020 there's no snow. Oh,
2: yeah, oh. yeah I see it. That's, uh... In, oh,
0: in 2016 there was coral. Oh, in 2020 the coral's dead.
2: I can see how that would be dramatic and uh, could be very depressing after a long period of time. Or even a short period of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways. We're fucking it up. <laughs> I keep thinking about that stupid um, Don't Look Up movie. I re- I keep thinking about it. It's really kind of haunting me. And there's that scene at the end where DiCaprio is the scientist, the astronomer, who discovered it, and he's there with his student Jennifer... What's her name?
2: Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. She's,
0: she's Jennifer Lawrence and they're, they're just with some close friends, and they're just having a dinner on the last day of humanity, of the earth, of everything.
2: Yeah, that was yeah. a very powerful scene. I thought it's that
0: ultimate, like, I, I ultimate destruction. It's like we're done. It's done, and I, DiCaprio t- t- has this little talk, and then he goes, he goes, "We really, we really had it all, didn't we?" You know that movie is easy
2: to look down your nose at because because it's preachy and it's, you know, and it's telling a bunch of people stuff that they already know. And, you know, the, the, uh, it's, it's you know, in a lot of ways kind of just, you know, being a dead horse or whatever. Um, just everybody knows, everybody knows, everybody, uh, everybody knows that, you know, the, the certain people on one side of the political spectrum are inclined to ignore it. And then, on the other side maybe there's some people who um uh, you know i i'm not going to say that they i'm definitely not going to say they blow it out of proportion because i don't think it can be blown out of proportion if you think it's blown out of proportion look at what's look at look at the uh time-lapse google thing there um but but you know a lot of people saying you know that people are talking without, without a lot of without a lot of possible uh solutions to the problem anyway. I understand. I'm just setting up the reasons why that was a very difficult movie to make, and there were scenes like like that, like when they were sitting around the table, waiting for the end to come. That I thought were perfectly executed, perfectly acted, and really moving. And you know the fact that there was some stuff like that in there, uh, you know, and the you know there's there's you know some overblown characters like the Cade Blanchett character who was the you know right wing news reporter or whatever.
0: I, I thought she was so great. She was good, yeah. Uh, I thought there was a lot of good performances. Good acting
2: and, you know, but, and it, like, you
0: know, yeah. granted, 90% of
2: the country, you know, 90% of the people who watch are going to roll their eyes and say, oh, we already knew this, but, like, if we already knew this, then why, why is our country, you know, why is our planet still burning up, you know? There's, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a frustrating thing. It's something that, you know, that requires a heavy handed you, know, you can say that movie is heavy handed, but it it definitely requires it's a subject matter that requires a heavy hand.
0: This cricket over here requires a heavy hand.
2: huh. I think I like that he's he's plugging away. That that cricket'll crickets are tough too. They've got that exoskeleton. They'll be here long yeah, after not, us.
0: They're not worried about climate
1: change. They'll That's be right.
2: They'll be uh, they'll be singing. Long after yeah. we're interrupting the night with our, like, f- with what?
0: <laughs>
2: with our goddamn, uh, podcasts. Yeah. My COVID brain forgot the word podcast.
0: Yeah. Shoot. Well, Shafee, I, 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 I'm concerned about your COVID brain, and and continuing to test positive. I, ho- I hope that you're feeling better soon. I hope that... That's the thing. I, hope that that I this feel pers- fine.
2: Like, I've got a little bit of a lingering cough, but no, right. like, none of the other symptoms. And, uh, yeah. Well, I end a little bit of this COVID brain thing.
1: <laughs> right. Well, But that
2: could also be the I- fact that you, this is the far and away the longest conversation I've had with anybody in 10 days.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've gone all... Um, I'm a little bit out of practice
2: in communicating with my yeah. whole human.
0: Like Jack Nicholson in The Shining.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm loving being able to look at your hat, your Seiko hat. Uh, we've talked about it before on the show, Matthew's great Seiko trucker hat that he got from Jake Pryor. Um, and it just goes... Like, really gosh, impressed. there were so many... There was... So much Seiko advertisement when we were kids, you know, and there's like, I'm like, I don't even really think of them as a going concern
0: anymore, but there, there, it's still a big name in, in watches. I remember
2: there was a great, there was a hilarious ad like where this lady goes, my husband ain't around anymore, but my Seiko is.
0: (laughs) Shoot. I don't remember that one. Now, now that you're now that you mentioned it, there were a bunch of Seiko. It's usually played during sports, right? Yeah.
2: And was it was it Seiko watches? Did they have like a like a wrestler jumping on them?
0: Oh, maybe so. I know the,
2: I know some watch some tough watch did. Yeah,
0: shoot. My What's husband
2: on? ain't around anymore, but my Seiko yeah. is.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know what people think when they see this hat, you know, like it, it's a little random because I don't I don't wear a watch.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I look at it and definitely think random.
0: It, I hope I hope it does seem like completely random. I hope I hope that it's like uh like it is for us, like a blast for the from the past for people. You know. Not that anybody pays any attention to what's on anybody's hat. Although I do. I look at what's on people's hats. You do. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I also just, you know, recently made that decision to kind of be a little more, like, thoughtful about what's on my hat. Consider what's on my hat.
2: I found, I have Google Alerts pop up for Chris Christopherson.
0: Oh, yeah, of course you do. That. Definitely sounds like something that you might do, and
2: that's how—that's uh, how I found this awesome list.
0: How you found what?
2: Uh, wide open country.
0: Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Right.
2: I found this list of who played the best Billy the Kid.
0: Oh, interesting. I have purposefully not clicked this link until just now so that my reaction can be somewhat authentic not that i not that i really have any authentic emotions oh I did, okay i already i didn't know about these well number th- number 3 is my pick wait
2: wait, Paul wait, wait wait wait
0: wait 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 Kilmer played Billy the Kid?
2: Okay, yeah, that, that was uh, – yeah, thanks for uh... –
0: Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. This is your segment. Start from the top.
2: Exciting punchline from uh, for listeners.
0: Shafi hmm. is taking some breaks to cough. So if he drops out, it's not your podcast client. Wait, I, I can't hear you. You're, you're muted. You are muted. Yeah. You've been talking for about 20 seconds, and you are muted. Unmute yourself. Okay. I am not muted now. (laughs) I wanted the listener to understand that I wasn't just sitting inside. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah. So, Paul
2: Newman, 1958, and then uh, Chris Christopherson's great great performance – as Billy the Kid in the Sam Peckin pot Was it? uh, Wait, wait,
0: wait. So, so wait, what's the Paul Newman movie?
2: The Paul Newman was, that was the first one from 1958.
0: Huh? What's that called? Oh, The Left-Handed Gun? That's... You you need to say the you need to say the movie with each of these because I'm not familiar with all of these.
2: Yeah, I really didn't know that one either. Left-handed gun. And then Chris Christopherson. Yeah, uh, I think that was a Sam Peckinpah movie. Yeah, and that oh, one has okay. an awesome performance by uh, by Bob Dylan. Uh, in his, he he's just this really he's like this kind of sidekick who just plays with his knife. Uh, Wow. And, uh, and he's really weird and really hilarious in that movie. Uh, Chris Christopherson, yeah, it was just... Obviously, that's that was a good one. Uh, yeah, you got your Emilio Estevez, of course. Young Guns, baby.
0: Going down a blaze of glory.
2: Uh, you should parody that one sometime.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, I should. I actually sung... Of course, I. You, as you know, I... I sung some of the songs from Young Guns. Uh, I think I did that for my junior year talent show at Arlington High and then maybe repeated those at um, Daybreak. At Daybreak Coffee, yeah, for some of our oh, our yeah. jams wow. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then? and made you look. What's the acapella one? Um, hey Patty yeah. Garrett, yeah
2: that's the one he did that's
0: what I used to call you they tell me you want me oh, it's called
2: blood money blood money that's right yeah
0: they've got you, they've got you. they made you oh, oh, man with a badge made of silver gave you some money to sell them my blood tune into the next episode and I'll finish that out <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah just that was a really fun one Two parts, Young... I, I think I heard that they were rebooting.
0: Yeah, they were making a Young Guns 3. That is right. I wonder if it uh, got got COVIDed or something. I think it got COVIDed.
2: But, yeah, the most exciting I, one is that I one know- made for TV, TNT, 1989. Val Kilmer plays Billy the Kid. And oh,
0: Made for TV, okay. Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal
2: wrote it. It says it's a positive reputation of the Western fan community as one of the most accurate depictions ever made. Oh. Huh. So, and obviously, Val Kilmer is going to do a good
0: job of... Uh... I got to say that when I scrolled and saw Val Kilmer, I got a little confused for a second because he also had such an accurate depiction of doc Holliday, doc yeah which is a different western tale but you know still,
2: it may be a more a better yeah. a better documented one so maybe less subject to mythology i don't know right
0: yeah, right uh-huh but yeah there's um there yeah there's kind of scant historical evidence around billy the kid i mean there there's there's hard facts, but there's also a lot of interpretation, right? Yeah. Now who's the who's this next guy?
2: Oh, we don't. Let's not go through all of them. Then, then, then after oh. after that, there's several people that you never heard of. Uh,
0: oh, I see. Okay.
2: I'm sure that they're interesting
0: enough, but uh. Well, so but th- this is this last guy. Oh no, that's from Epics. Now, is, did, this art, did this article come out because there's a new there's a new Billy the Kid thing coming out?
2: Oh, if there is, I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, you haven't seen ads for that?
2: Is that this the Epic series you're talking about?
0: Billy the Kid. Is it Epic? Yeah, it comes out four twenty four. Is, oh, is that the last one on this list? Yeah. yeah.
2: This weekend, although which this, I like this one with uh. Ethan Hawk as Pat Garrett sounds pretty good. 2019.
0: Wait, wait, I missed it.
2: Dane DeHaan as Billy the Kid. Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio directs. Oh, Hawk. also no, Chris Pratt is in part. it. It's called The Kid. It's called The Kid. Yeah, that might be worth checking out. I don't know. Oh,
0: yeah. Dane DeHaan. Huh. I was looking at this latest actor that they chose and i I feel like um you know there's only that there's only like those is there one or two pictures of him yeah i I feel like this latest actor has the look yeah
2: maybe he looks the most like him yeah i think you could be right
0: i don't have epics do you have epics uh
2: you know at this point i don't even know matthew
0: because you, you have everything,
2: uh, I've got things that I didn't realize I have. I'll tell you that much. In the last <laughs> ten days, like looking around for stuff.
0: <laughs> what have you been doing with your time over there?
2: I've read so many science fiction novels that
0: oh, shoot, time well spent.
2: I've but but I'm like, I, I their plots have all like jammed together and. You know, oh, like, I, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily, yeah, I've read, a, I think at this point I'm completely, I've, I've read every book William Gibson has ever written and then I, oh, I, uh, uh, uh,
0: necromancer, no, yeah, cyberpunk, uh, neuromancer, neuromancer, yeah,
2: yeah, it was his first really big one, but this, I've been reading this, uh, these books by this lady, um,
0: Wait, is that the young lady that we we looked her up and talked about her? No,
2: different lady. That that was uh, okay. Chambers. Ooh, a lady. Becky I think Becky Chambers was No, this lady is Anne Leckie. Okay. Her series She kind of has this kind of space opera series about Pardon me about uh uh an AI that's that's that kind of goes kind of cuts itself free, it starts out as the ship's AI, oh. and kind of like downloads itself. Then it's got a bunch of different. Huh. I don't know. It's it's it,
0: it gets pretty confusing actually. A lot of don't all those I wait. <laughs> I, I tried to read Neuromancer as, like, an 18-year-old, and that was very confusing.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I know exactly how you feel. The first time I read it, I definitely... I
0: was like, huh? <laughs> no, wait, now what? You know, it's a little like this beat on the robot ride right here, actually. This is like Neuromancer. Oh. Transit... Okay, so let me let me ask you this, Jayf. Do you you like you wake up in the back room and then you come into the front room to the living room of the ivy covered castle? Yeah. And then I usually at try some to point, try
2: to do a little cleaning because usually that's when you have the most energy is in the morning. In the
0: morning. Yeah. Like I'll
2: put on a podcast and I'll try to like answer some emails and like try to do some real life stuff. Yeah, uh, and then you know, you kind of run out of gas pretty quickly, and then that's when you kind of sit on the couch and start reading something. Or and then in Are the evenings, playing... I've been playing a lot of guitar. So you're
0: playing guitar, okay, that's yeah. good. Are you playing any video games?
2: Uh, a few here and there, yeah. Uh, I kind of been I've been getting on with Brian and Tiffany. Oh nice, because they both they actually have two PlayStation set up next to each other so they can each play their own games. So, and it just depends on who's free, but like after they put the kids to bed, they just hang out in the living room and like, uh, Tiffany likes to play like, uh, the real, like brutally hard, like hack and slash games. Um, Which is kind of funny, uh, and there's a new one of those called Elden Ring. So I've been kind of like that's kind of one of these like big phenomenon games, like like
0: I've I've even heard of that, and I'm George not. Martin
2: wrote the mythology for it, you know, the Game of Thrones. Guy oh. And wow! Uh, and so and, so Tiffany's way into that, and uh, I've been kind of trying to play along with her, which is really hard because like it's just it's a hard game, and she's good at those. Uh-huh i'm not and then when brian and i uh get together we play golf mostly
0: oh really yeah like uh like a tiger woods thing
2: it is it's uh the the ea sports one that you would remember kind of has fallen by the wayside this is called like i don't know it's called like world golf association 2022 or something
0: I I have always thought that golf was a great sport that translates to video games. I think it does, yeah. yeah. Not not all sports translate well to video games. It's hard over some of them. Golf is great on video games. There's been a lot of versions of golf. I I enjoyed the golf on the old Game Boy, like the Mario Golf or whatever.
2: And it's really fun. Like Brian and I, I think, kind of treat it like a lot of like a lot of guys who really play golf treat it. You know, like we it takes like you know 2 hours to play 18 holes and we yeah. you know spend that time catching up and chatting with each other you know and
1: it's, wow, that's fun you know it's
2: it's relatively low low impact so you know you can have a conversation you know
0: that's what golf's about it's and, about just catching up with your buddies
2: and there's a little bit of a a little bit of good natured competition in there yeah sure. i would say like i probably w- when, you know, about 70% of the time, but lately I've developed this this uh, weird uh, hook, I guess. Is it a hook or a fade?
0: Does it go to the left
2: or the right? It goes to the right. And I'm that's right-handed. A slice. So uh, yeah, so I've developed this wicked slice. Oh, oh man, that's a problem. It's, I think it's because I'm hesitating at the top of my swing.
1: Welcome to welcome,
2: mm. welcome to virtual golf, talk. Oh man! <laughs> you know who's bad. loving this yep. right now is Alex Battles. Okay. He's like so happy and warm inside right now.
0: You know my my brother in law Michael. I guess I better not say the last name. Um, my brother in law Michael. He likes to go to the Capitol Grill in Jackson, Mississippi, and meet his buddies, and they play some golden tea. Oh yeah. And, like, Golden Tea is legit in that you're like, you can be in the system and, like, you've got a ranking. And all yeah, they have, like, stuff. global
2: rankings now, don't they?
0: Yeah. And tournaments yeah. and
2: stuff that are paid. Yeah. Paid tournaments? I, I love
0: that. I love video golf. Um, okay. Well, that's fun. I'm glad to hear you guys are doing that. Shoot. Uh,
2: Alex, I talked to him for about two and a half hours the other night. Um,. He was hoping that we would review the Tony Hawk documentary, so put that on your list. Oh, I figured. Where do I see you that? You and Griffin would probably like to watch it anyway. I think it's. Yeah, where do I see it? I that? think it's Netflix.
0: Is it okay?
2: Netflix. But I'm I'm not real sure.
0: I'm looking it up. I'm just looking it up. right. Oh, it's HBO Max. That's why I haven't heard of it. Uh, We're going to need to watch We need to watch it together. Yeah. When you're well, let's watch that together. Okay, okay? sounds good. What I think needs to happen now is that the robot needs to just cleanse the palate. But also, um, I think we need a classic segment. I think this episode has been really devoid of classic segments. We need a poetry corner. Okay. And look, they at your house, and there's like a thousand scraps of paper there with poetry on it. What I want you to do is get up and go to a poetry anthology of some sort, and then just open it. We're going to get like a random poem for, in, in print from your house, right? Now. Can you do that for us? All
2: right, yeah, I like, I like the sound of that. I'm
0: going to vamp in the meantime. I've got, some, I've got some vamping prepared. Actually, I don't have anything prepared. But, <laughs> but I think I can still fill the space while Schaefer's looking for a poem. This reminds me of a time when I went to New York City with Schaefer. And he invited me to a full poetry reading. And that's when I realized how deep Schaefer was in the poetry community in New York. Wow, Sims. you went to a Lungful reading? I went to a Lungful reading. It was on Houston Street. Yeah. In a basement. Cool. Was that I've old... been around.
2: I've been around. Well, so I was in the old location. Was that one of the book? Was that an episode or an issue release?
0: I think it was an issue release. Cool.
2: Yeah. So the big guys were all out for that, huh? That's fun. I
0: was I was blown away. Like the 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 like veracity and human drama of the situation was really palpable. Did that sound like a poem? It did yeah. did I just write a poem? <laughs> Oh, that's like lawyers I know who also make art. Do you know any lawyers who make art? <laughs> okay,
2: folks i <clears throat> excuse me, I grabbed the collected poems of Frank O'Hara. And uh, it's funny you can kind of in here there's a there's an old New York poet named Dave Shapiro he's part of the part of the New York school and very interesting very weird dude and once I ran into him at Bari Poetry Club and he was just handing out these postcards of like great works of art that he had stuck weird stickers to to kind of change the art.
0: I, it's hard for me to. You're in so low light there. You're holding up the postcard. What is the, what is the work of art? It's a Max
2: Ernst painting.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Called and the then garden little
0: sharks or something on,
2: called the French garden, oh. and it's got a. It has a, like kind of silvery, metallic-y stickers of whales Shit. and sea creatures stuck to it. <laughs>
0: Okay. That's
2: exciting little (laughs) treasure to find in here. Okay. This is a Frank O'Hara poem called Poem. As you kneel, be a scholar, wear color and silk. Hold out to all your newly woven hand. A bird in bamboo is curing the village as it rides through the dust storm have you seen among clouds and waves the unknown artist in the shape of a fan he is at sea with two pine trees where the seven deities of the northern dipper dance around a toad an angler is playing the flute in a boat be a waterfall with your casual advice which is like to not understanding, but is a pair of travelers. It is ink on paper, love, and I am dead because I am attributed to the moods of others, like a peony. Wow. That was a good weird poem for a good weird episode.
0: That's one of those where you don't have to ask if that's a poem or not. No, I yeah, I also like. He said, "I am dead." Yeah, which which the kids are saying these days for like, when they're totally bowled over by something. They're totally. Like I'm, dead. yeah. Man, I'm so glad that I I sent you to find some print material in your home. Yeah. Yeah, I love me some Frank O'Hara. Does it ever feel like the poetry corner really just saves the episode? <laughs> yeah,
2: just just one little, just a couple of seconds of legitimacy. And yeah. The man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, I I hope you get the feeling even better. Yeah. Soon. And I hope to see you again soon. You're going to come back to the porch, right?
2: Yes, I will come back to the porch as soon as I can.
0: Okay. All right. Well, listen, if there's anybody out there, just just keep listening and just remember that we love you. And We do, each and every one of you. I hope that some of the stalwarts are still out there. Uh,
2: though, you know, they go, they come back.
0: What do you think the what do you think the last episode Grace listened to
2: was? Uh, I, I can tell you she because she was she actually just recently got caught up.
0: Oh, okay, good, so, good, uh, good.
2: She might be she might be up to date even. Right. You know, and the, you know, maybe like maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing for us to give our listeners a break too.
1: Uh,
0: I don't know. They get plenty of breaks. Yeah. Um Hey, maybe we should go to San Antonio soon to see Brian. Maybe we should meet in New Braunfels again for karaoke. I think that's tonight. a great idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then Grace should be
2: really excited about that. And All right. Brian would be into it because it's not far from him. For him.
0: Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I, I love you and I love them. The poor of the choices. The sweet of the wine.
1: Coulda crashed out. This coulda been a wild goose chase. You coulda stayed here in this place. I could be living with my cousin. But when made it this far, and that ain't nothing. Coulda pushed back. Coulda given way so little. Could have been dancing in a and circling Someone could have cut it out Pass on by, could have let the whole thing die without a discussion.